morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent. It is Wednesday, April 7th, 2021. We're brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Call 317-849-2933 to hire the best dentist in the world. That's what you do when you make an appointment with a dentist. You're hiring a health care provider to take great care of your teeth. Take control of your dental health once and for all. Give them a call, 317-849-2933. What a beautiful morning. Are you kidding me, Central Indiana? Well done. Let's go to the golf course and play 36. Hit subscribe, like, ring the bell, do all that stuff. There are no bees out this morning. I'm not going to be attacked like I was yesterday afternoon. What a... What a terrifying deal that was. I tried to soldier through. It didn't work. Had to move. Had to scrape Bees flying all over your face. That's not good. That's no way to present a cogent uh, analysis or perspective of sports. Speaking of that, let's do it. Uh, Armand Franklin still on the fence. Race Thompson still on the fence. We don't know whether those guys are going to return. If they do return, Indiana's got two scholarships to give. This year, because Joey Brunk is a COVID waiver, he doesn't count against the scholarships. Al Durham wouldn't have either. That would have given Indiana 15 potential scholarships. As it stands right now, they've got four openings. If Franklin and Thompson choose to return, that shrinks down to uh, two. And uh, they could use them for transfers. They could use them... I'm telling you, if I'm Mike Woodson, I do not want 14 guys on scholarship because keeping 14 guys happy is damn near impossible. That's an awful number. Much better with 11 than 14. I'd rather see them with 11. They might choose to go to 13 and and move uh, into some competitive roster situations. That I would get, but 14, man, is that a bad number. We'll see what. Uh, Armand Franklin chooses. He is going to be very, he's, we're going to think it's plotting, right? What he is, is he chooses food, right? He's gathering information. He's going to chew that information. He's going to come up with a plan that he's going to execute. He and his mom are going to execute that plan and off they're going to go. And either they're going to leave Bloomington or they're not going to leave Bloomington. You, you can look at it a bunch of different ways. The longer that they take, does that mean that they're leaning Bloomington or leaning going? Uh, there are all kinds of rumors out there on different message boards. Do not listen to any of them. Armand Franklin is going to make this decision. He and his mom on their own time. Race Thompson, what are you going to do? What do I think is going to happen? I think Armand stays and I think Race Thompson goes. I, I think Race Thompson will transfer to Minnesota, play his final year at Minnesota for the Golden Gophers. I, I think that that's attractive to him to play in his hometown and in his home state, the only D1 university, or the at least for basketball, in the state of Minnesota. I think that that's what Race Thompson is leaning toward doing. Uh, Armand Franklin, I think, is leaning toward staying at Indiana. We'll see. In the end, it's going to be what it's going to be. Um, and and then you adjust from there, and and that's fine. You get to transfer like where Franklin is after his sophomore year. That's when your value is highest. You've got two years of eligibility left. You're going to be attractive to a whole lot of different programs. I just wish him luck in gathering all the information that he needs to make a terrific choice for his future. Speaking of choices, 
in 22 days, the NFL draft. I think it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait for the first round to see what the Indianapolis Colts are going to do. I think they're going to trade down, but if they don't trade down, there is a kid who would fit like a glove on this offensive line at left tackle. We're going to take a look at individual guys each day on Breakfast with Kent and then Inside Indiana Sports Now. Individual guys that the Colts are going to find attractive and would like to take at some point in this draft. At 21, even if you need to trade up a little bit to go get this guy, maybe you trade up to go get him. Chris Ballard doesn't like doing that. He doesn't like spending multiple picks on one guy, and that's what you would have to do, right? That's the way you have to look at it. The 21st pick packaged with a fourth rounder maybe to move up to 18, that means two picks to grab one guy. And that one guy who might be worth it, Christian Derisaw from uh, Virginia Tech. He is a monster at left tackle. He, they're not going to be able to get Penny Sewell. That, that ship will have long since sailed when the Colts draft at 21, and they are not going to be able to put together a package of picks to move up to where you could take Sewell. You're not going to be able to go get that guy. Slater, you're not going to be able to get in all likelihood. But Christian Derisaw could slip because there are going to be quarterbacks who are taken. There are going to be other guys who come off the board, some edge rush guys. Uh, some cornerbacks, a couple of wide receivers, if not three wide receivers, maybe more, are off the board by the time the Colts pick, and that math might push uh, Derisaw down to 21st. 6-5, hands like sledgehammers. He is a guy who would, he would be a perfect component on that offensive line with Quentin Nelson. If you can get Christian, he is as close to a really, really good starter-level left tackle as you're ever going to find at 21 in the draft. If Derisaw is available, you take him and you run like a thief in the night if you're Chris Ballard. If you don't get Derisaw, you trade back a little bit perhaps and you find your left tackle a bit further down the line because at that point, you're kind of taking a left tackle, but you got a pick in your pocket, right? No point in spending the 21st overall pick on another left tackle, at least not the way things look right now. Derisaw is my guy at 21. We'll continue to break down the left tackle position, who the Colts might take, who they might trade down to get, who they might take in the second round if they trade down and get a third rounder, who maybe looks like a guy that you, you feel good about taking. We'll continue to look at that. And we're going to continue to look at the Indiana Pacers. Pacers are not playing good basketball right now. No Sabonis, no Brogdon last night. Miles Turner rolled his ankle, so he left the game early after about 20 minutes. The Pacers, not good on the boards last night. Out-rebounded 57-33 by the Chicago Bulls. For God's sake, who did not stand pat at the trade deadline. They made deals, multiple deals, and they fortified their roster. And as a result, you get what you got. You got a Bulls team that's a little bit competitive, and you've got a Pacers team without Sabonis, without Brogdon, who kind of rolled over last night and did not play well at all in the second and third quarters. They won the fourth quarter, but what the hell difference does that make when you enter it down 23 or whatever it was? Pacers hanging on by the skin of their teeth to a playoff spot in this COVID year. 72-game schedule, 10 teams from the East, 10 teams from the West, 
going to go to the playoffs right now. The Pacers are in ninth place, a game ahead of the Bulls, and three games ahead of the Raptors. Are they going to be able to stay there? We'll see. At this point, does it matter? The way the playoff kind of deal is, the way the format works for those play-in series, the teams that are ninth and 10th seeded, they got to win two games of two. The uh, eighth or seventh seed, they've got to win one game of those two in order to move on in the playoffs. Is it worth it to make it into the playoffs? Or, and the Pacers never do this, talking about the Pacers tanking is ridiculous. It never, they never do it. So let's not even talk about that. Uh, but the Pacers, Nate Bjorkren's first year, I'll tell you, people are a little bit sick and tired of Nate McMillan crapping out in the first round of the playoffs. You know what? We got to give Nate Bjorkren time. However, with Nate McMillan, there was never a question that the Pacers were going to make the playoffs, right? Uh, Purdue lost its second assistant, Purdue basketball, to a head coaching gig. Um, Steve Lutz is going to Texas Corpus Christi as their head coach. We saw Micah Shrewsbury leave and go to Penn State as a head coach. So uh, another opening at Purdue. If you're a basketball coach and you would like a job as an assistant under Matt Painter, maybe you'd give him a call. Say, look, I know you got multiple openings. Maybe you'd like to, you know, throw me a bone. Dane Fife got in the car yesterday. Headed down to Bloomington with his family. They're looking for a house. He's going to stay with Mike Roberts. And uh, all is good. Dane Fife at home in Bloomington. Really looking forward to going back. He detailed the reasons for his move and all that with Dan Dockett yesterday on his radio show. And a really good conversation. Dan and Dane sharing stories of Dane's recruitment. Dan, of course, his end of the story began with him sitting on a toilet talking to Bob Knight on the phone, as almost all of his stories do. When he talks about, like, 1996, 1997, Dan's on the toilet talking to Bob Knight on the phone about a kid. In this case, it was Dane Fife, and uh, Dane, really good high school quarterback, and that was kind of the crux of the story, that uh, Knight was going to tell Fife that he was too short at 6'5 to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. So, but great stuff from Dan. And Dane, good to have Dane back at Indiana. It's just a fit. Like everything we've heard over the last two and a half weeks, it just fits. Indiana, three and a half weeks, hell. You know, because Archie Miller, through no fault of his own, didn't fit. Mike Woodson, he does fit. Dane Fife fits. Trace Jackson Davis fits. Joey Brunk fits. All these guys fit. It's wonderful. Good times in Bloomington. We'll see if they extend into when they play, actually play basketball. And winning the offseason is one thing, right? The New York Jets and Chicago Bears are always winning the offseason, although not this year for the Bears. Indiana has won this offseason. Let's see if that turns into wins on the uh, home court at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. Uh, birthdays. Let's celebrate some birthdays. Not too many today, just four. Tim Ham celebrating a birthday. Lars Ciarum. Happy birthday, Miles Nelson. Happy birthday, Mark Gonzalez. Happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. That is best done with an honest and specific compliment. Enjoy yourself today. Inside Indiana Sports Now coming at about 3 o'clock this afternoon. Look at the fish. The fish. 
They're swimming. It is wonderful. We will talk to you later today. Can't wait.